Hi guys, and welcome to episode 122 of the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care looks like finally getting some store returns done and apple cinnamon muffins. And I hope that you're taking time out of your week as well to care for yourself. And I'm really glad you're here listening today. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe space for you to learn more about yourself, do some introspection, participate in awkward one-sided therapy, (laughs) but doing all of this on your own time. This is no replacement for actual therapy, which I hope you are pursuing, but my goal is that you walk away with something to apply to your week ahead. In today's episode, we are following up on something we started last week in episode 121, which I did not announce at the beginning of the podcast. I think that's the first time I've done that. I just kind of jumped right into it. (laughs) It's a good reflection of all that was going on last week. But we are following up with part two of Name That Fear. So we started this internal game show of figuring out what is holding me back in this scenario, in this environment, this conversation, not wanting to follow up on something. What is the fear there? So hopefully over the last week or since you listened to that episode, you've sharpened that skill a little bit of pausing, naming the fear that is stopping you in that moment. And like I told you last week, this episode will be more of, okay, now what? I've named the fear. What do I do with it? And I'm going to circle back to the examples that I used last week, just since those are fresh on your mind, and we will apply these two questions that I want you to ask after you've named the fear. So the first question is this, who or what put the fear there? Who created that fear or put that thought in your mind? Or where did that fear come from? We talked in a previous episode about who drew that line. So maybe there's boundaries that are in your life or rules that have been created in your life and you have to identify where they came from. The same goes with fears. Where did that fear come from? Did it come from experience? Is it a lie from your childhood or a toxic person in your life? You have to answer those questions as you're digging through this layered approach to things that are holding you back. And then the second question that you have to ask after you have named the fear is, what if it's true? What if that fear is true? What if what you're thinking could happen did happen? Most of the time, fears are from lack of control or from blurred expectations or not knowing what's going to happen. And if we can ask ourselves, okay, what if this terrible scenario that I'm imagining actually did happen? How would I respond? Or how could I take steps now to prevent it? Now, in no way am I saying that you can completely avoid tragedy and horrible things that happen in our lives. But in the day-to-day, there are some things we miss out on because of fear. And if we took the time to name it, understand where it came from, and then take steps to make it a little easier, it could be really helpful. And that's my goal today. So let's use our examples from last week. So the first one was going to the dentist, which is... Um, no shade at all to dentists who are wonderful and do important work, but I have a little issue with it. I don't like going. So 
The fear was going to the dentist. Who put that there? My past experience. (laughs) So I have incredibly high pain tolerance. I've been through a lot of physical pain in my life, but for some reason, having a dentist's hands or tools in my mouth really makes me kind of panic. So putting it there, who put it there was past experience. So I've had some not so great experiences. I've had the mouth guard that's too big. I've had the Novocaine didn't fully work. Life experience put that there, put that fear there. So it's named, identified the source, and now what? What if my fear of it being painful or not super great comes true? which is kind of how I approach dentist appointments now. I just assume it's not going to be enjoyable. So this last time, before they did any cleaning, anything, I said, hey, my mouth is a little smaller, I guess, than normal. It's loud and talks a lot, but I need like the pediatric mouth guard, not the big ginormous adult one. And she said, oh, I already got it. I wrote it on your note from last time. And also, As they're doing the cleaning, I have to like focus on something that I'm looking at. I genuinely have to do deep breathing so that I don't panic. So I'm fully aware this is a fear. It came from past experience. So it is valid. It's not like it's a totally invalid fear, but I can be proactive because what if it happens again? Okay, I'm ready. I don't schedule something for right after my dentist appointments because I need to decompress a little bit. Asking those two questions can help me feel a little more in control of the situation and generally just feel more prepared. What might that look like in your situation? Asking those questions, where did this come from? And what if it's true? Another example last week was choosing our clothing. So the fear might be, I need to look a certain way or wear a certain type of clothes to fit in for this group of friends or job interview or whatever it is. So you name the fear. I'm afraid of not meeting other people's expectations. Okay, where did that fear come from? Did it come from past experience? Did it come from social media? Did it come from things you've maybe made up in your mind? (laughs) Where did it come from? And what if it's true? What if they don't like your outfit? What if the clothing that you wear creates a response from other people? I hope you can see where I'm going with this. I can't answer that in your scenario, but what if it's true? What if they don't like your clothes? Have a response prepared. You know, I just was really feeling floral today. So I really wanted to wear a lot of flowers. Yes, it's the tops and the bottoms and the shoes. Take it or leave it, you know? (laughs) But just having something prepared in your mind, or maybe on, you know, the negative side, okay, what if it's true that the outfit I chose to wear kind of didn't set me up for this job interview well? Maybe I need to go back to the drawing board and figure out a better outfit or just one standard outfit I wear to all job interviews because I don't think they're comparing notes, but just having something that my fear was that this might negatively impact me, it did, And now what am I going to do with it? So kind of going through the process and saying, okay, what if it is true? Am I going to find some money in the budget to buy another outfit, borrow one from a friend? You can take action on the fear so that hopefully you avoid it in the future. Our third example last week was 
our children's behavior sometimes triggers fear of being in social situations, being at birthday parties, or having people over. The fear of how our children act reflecting on us can stop us from hosting as much as maybe we would like. But where did that fear come from? Who put that there? Was it a grandparent or parent figure to you that said, oh, you know, the old children should be seen and not heard? Horrible, toxic statement. (laughs) You might have heard that one. But where did that negative feeling or that kind of, you can feel it in your body, anticipation of, I don't want my kids to act up or blank. You know, the fear is that someone's going to kick us out of this situation. Okay, so let's move on to the next questions. Who put that there? I don't know where that came from. Did it come from society saying your kids need to act a certain way all the time? On the flip side, maybe the fear is that They're not going to be safe if they're not acting a certain situation like that came out of experience or your own past trauma or something happening. And then if we jump to what if it's true, (laughs) what if my kids act up, people judge me, what am I going to do? And typically at this point in a counseling session, I would ask my client, what are you going to do? You know, let's say they all judge you. Okay, now what? Do you tuck your tail between your legs and pack up and leave? Or do you say, you know what, you know, this is maybe our first time doing this in a while. Or if your child's done something that has harmed someone else or um, been inappropriate, of course you can say, I'm sorry, we haven't learned that yet. We are still working on it. And if you think the fear is going to be true, that it's going to be a really terrible situation, maybe next time, You, when you get to that point in the process, you say, you know what? I think we're going to opt out of this one. You can't anticipate other people's behavior and what everything's going to happen. But there are times where you can be a little more selective in this process of, okay, my fear is that this is after a long day. It's a dinner event at a seated table. The odds are not in my favor. So I think we might sit this one out and that's okay too. The process here is not a right or wrong. It's naming the fear, identifying where it came from, if it's even valid. And then what if if it is true? How does that affect your next steps? Okay, I'll go through these last two a little bit quicker. So the other example last week that we gave was saying no. Sometimes our fear is, oh, if I say no, then the job won't get done or it won't get done well. So who put that fear there? Does your experience say that? Is that something you've concocted in your mind? Is that maybe a little bit of some pride and ego getting in there? (laughs) If I don't do it, then it won't be done right. Where did that come from? And then if it's true, is it the end of the world if this thing doesn't get done? Or if this thing gets done, but maybe not perfectly? What if that's true? Will people judge you if you don't sign up for all the things? Okay, what if they do? Asking yourself those two follow-up questions can really be helpful in deciphering, if I say yes to this, I'm saying no to something else. If I say no to this, maybe I'm freeing up the opportunity for someone else to shine. Or maybe I'm not putting yet another iron in my own fire. And then the final one was ending an argument. Sometimes we don't want to stop an argument without full 
closure or getting the final say because the fear is you fill in the blank. I won't be heard. They won't know my point, my stance. Where does that come from? And what if it's true? Do you feel strongly you always have to have the final say because maybe you didn't get that as a child or maybe you didn't get that in your last job. So now you are going to die on that hill. Where does that come from? Who put that there? And then what if it's true? What if that stays open-ended? What if you don't get the closure you wanted? Will you be able to cope with that? Do you have maybe some proactive things you could be doing to make sure you don't get put in that spot again? In all of these situations, the resounding theme is that most of this processing is happening in real time and in your mind. This is a skill that has to be practiced and sharpened. It doesn't happen overnight, but as you continue to do it, you will see that it gets easier. And it's incredibly powerful because you're able to access maybe a deeper level of your thoughts and your motivations than you were aware of. And for me, I always like to look at the spiritual side too, of this is an opportunity to connect with God and say, okay, why is this thing holding me back? Who put that there? Fear is not from God. And it says it 365 times in the Bible, do not fear. So we know it happens and it serves a purpose, but when it's debilitating and we can't quite break it down, like I'm saying, we know it's not from God. And there's a difference between fear and caution. I hope you realize that. But in those moments, when you can name a fear, ask yourself who or what does that come from? And then kind of troubleshoot, okay, what if it's true? What if what I'm thinking actually happens? How can I prepare on this end or on the flip side? How can I cope with whatever feelings it brings? Okay, I want you to take a deep breath. This is a lot of introspection. This is a lot of self-work in one episode, but I'm not going to throw anything at you that I don't think you can handle. I hope this is helpful in the process of walking through day-to-day life, figuring out things that are holding us back, because at the end of the day, I just want you to reach your full potential and to be who you were created to be. I used to say it at the beginning of every episode, but if you woke up this morning then you have a purpose. And I truly believe that. And fear holds us back from so many things that are a part of our daily purposes. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes, I would love for you to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could share it with a friend, that would be even better. But I'm so happy that you were here today. And as always, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next time.